Welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy, Executive Prime at Knobcat Games. This podcast is our audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and talk about the progress of our game, which is Dungeons of the Obelisk, a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. And I'm joined today by our art lord, Ben Segas. Hello. The sage of the obelisk, Brittany Darby. Hi. And our digital alchemist, TJ Adesernia. Hello. We got a few topics today to talk about. So the first thing on the list that, that I'm anxious to hear about is uh, how's the server stuff going, TJ? And I guess uh, we'll announce here on the podcast a little bit. You're, you're kind of taking over that aspect of the game from Josh, who kind of got pretty busy with his the rest of the stuff in his life and is kind of stepping back. So I'm curious how the, your first two weeks as a full-stack developer has, has gone. It's actually not as bad as I originally expected it to be, because it's a form of programming outside of what I've ever done, but luckily it's also still in the same system and it's still on C-sharp, so it's within the realm of what I know. After talking to Josh about it, he kind of gave me a pretty good amount of direction on where to begin with everything. And his previous work is really good as like a springboard to get Ashley going. So right now, these servers are focused on getting save data to, instead of being on a player's computer, it'll go to a server, which is going pretty good so far. I got like the player themselves is saved, their stats, their like level, all that has ended up saving. Starting to work on the currency system, which is like the crystals and the gold, getting those to save on the server. Because they are a little different, they're not the same as like a level or something, they have to be saved uniquely as a currency built into the server itself. So so actually this current build that, that you just put out, I was expecting to like have to log in. <laughs> I guess we're not quite ready to that that point, right? We have, I guess, in your branch of it, you have that ability, huh? Because like, how how do you put? You can't push stuff to the server and save it if you don't have an account, right? Yeah, and I can set it up so that a build actually could start to use the login system. I decided not to this time around because it was in like the middle of uh, certain features being halfway into the game, and I didn't want to have like a completely broken build where some things saved, some things didn't. It's like you would load onto the game and because the level was saved but not loaded, you would always be level one. I see, yeah. Well, it's definitely interesting. I'm glad that that you've taken to it. You know, I kind of I, I kind of knew you would. You know, I, I, I wasn't 100% sure, but I, I figured, you know, the, the progress you made on the game so far, I was like... I figured you could do it, <laughs> so I'm glad it's it's going pretty well. I always have a, a bit of uncertainty when I have to take on a new programming task. I don't think I've really like done bad with taking on a new task previously, but you just never really know like how different is it going to be from what you've done before. I'm really glad that Josh had prior work done, because if I was going into it blindly, like we didn't even decide on the PlayFab system, I probably wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah, I think Josh definitely laid the, the groundwork and, and got us started, but you've taken over. It definitely seems like we're making a little bit of progress, you know. It seemed like he was 
just struggling to fit it in. You know, it, we we thought that his schedule was going to work out, and then it just didn't. So it's kind of. Um, I'm glad that we're rolling in this direction now. But yeah, we have a couple. You did do a couple other small things. Um, I guess they're not small. I always say that, but it's like a couple new things in the game. Um, <laughs> we, we got. Uh, Nika is not here today on the podcast, but she she finished all the animations for the legendary items, and I guess we've been saying they're the legendary items, but she also did the uh, the frog as well that that isn't legendary, but it's also very cool. So it's really cool. I've been playing around all morning, um, trying to get all the items and and equip them to my character and see how they look in game, and it's it's pretty awesome to finally see those coming along yeah, they look really good i haven't gotten a chance to get into the game to try to grab them and and see how they look in there yet but i really love taking a little peek at the at the little gifts that she was able to put in the discord yeah i love the little wiggling frog <laughs> <laughs> i think it's great it's the wearisome frog right <laughs> i think so yeah yeah that's the name of it it's so funny, like like when you drew that, like I knew it had to wiggle. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the most part, all of the lower rarity stuff isn't really animated. Like yeah. there's not a whole lot for it. You know, we have the globe, I guess, spins, and and I think the frog is the only other like low rarity one, but it just had to be done. I just like the idea that your character was in the dungeon and he sees a frog hopping around and just grabs right onto the thing and carries it everywhere he goes. <laughs> and it apparently gives them some kind of power as well, too, so... Might be a side effect of licking it or something. <laughs> also new in the game, I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but you finished the, the artwork and we've got it in-game now for the uh, supporter pack, which is a cosmetic set of items... I always struggle with this because we always we have set items in the game, and this isn't a set item; it's a set of legendary items, I guess. But um, they turned out really cool. Um, when we came up with the idea, I wasn't a hundred percent sure like what a set based on the glove was gonna look like, but it turned out like really badass. I should I think is <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like a glove that's just kind of. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Just like a glove on steroids, kind of. <laughs> the glove of all your favorite nightmares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it animated, though, with like all the drippy parts. <laughs> I feel like those uh, tendrils on the back are going to look really cool when they're like wiggling around and dripping on the player. Yeah. The glove was like the first mob that we created. And it feels like now, like, <laughs> we've really expanded upon, like, the glove lore, I guess. It's just, like, so much more to it now. I almost feel like we should have had, like, a glove boss or something. Maybe we'll add, like, a mode in the future that's... Because I've had in the back of my mind that we'll do, like, a glove mode where you just <laughs> fight more and more powerful gloves and see how far you can go. So I don't know, like, like what a level 100 glove is going to look like, <laughs> but... They just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> Maybe turn colors... <laughs> Yeah, maybe that'll be a, a side quest eventually. Something we can put on the, the to-do list for 
for when the game starts making money. <laughs> Definitely. I want to see the glove festival. Where the whole town gets like, all decorated <laughs> in glove decorations. So good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like they're a nuisance, but apparently they like lo- love them too. But you also kill them all the time, so I'm not sure where that. <laughs> Why exactly do they respect the gloves so much? Isn't there a line where it's like gloves are leaking out of toilets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the NPCs say that. That's so, how the gloves get to you. If you're not good at night, then they crawl out of your toilet and eat you. <laughs> I mean, it's all connected to the sewer system, apparently. Like, you go into the obelisk and it's, like, apparently fused with the sewer system of the town, which is crazy because it's, like, a medieval town with, like, thatch roofs and, <laughs> and stuff, but it somehow has this elaborate sewer system that goes ten stories deep. Yeah, I was gonna say the the sewer system's more elaborate than the town itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a video it's video game logic. It yeah, doesn't have yeah. to make sense. <laughs> no, when in doubt, you just gotta choose like a certain term to describe any weird event. Like it's it's just the power of the obelisk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of it for for major updates in the game. Yeah, we're down to just like. <laughs> tweaks and stuff everything just is like hey can you adjust this stat by like two points because it's just a little bit over <laughs> yeah we've kind of we're kind of down to just like adding in tutorial text and things like that so i think going forward it's gonna mostly be the, the server stuff really yeah have to see how that ends up going because the further i go into it the less of josh's work i can rely on I think it's gonna go okay. I wish you the best of luck because all I can say is I started looking into web development stuff last week and oh man, I have not looked at code like that ever before. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm apparently gonna have to do that a whole lot more now. So I'm learning to love it. It looks, um, it's gonna be a process. It's definitely gonna be a process and I may have to make some modifications to uh, the original design, but I'm hoping not. I'm hoping I can just um, get working with my programs and and get everything kind of updated the way that um, we've planned to. But man, coding is like a whole nother language. It's a whole nother world and Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why the website looks like it does right now. Just all the, the WordPress default drag and drop stuff. Yeah, and it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. But I am always one to be like, oh, where can we improve? Let's see where we can just kind of spruce things up a little bit. So I definitely added that to my list first thing. But um, I've just been kind of moving back and forth between that and some other projects recently to kind of continue getting the ball rolling since we've still got press kit stuff to be working on and trying to find the right streamers to be connecting with and um and all kind of different reviewers and journalists and folks like that 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 might be interested in taking a look at the game so that's been kind of an interesting thing i've been working on this week it's been a lot of hours looking at streamers which is it's not bad i really can't complain it's a fun part of the job for sure there's there's quite a community of people who stream games like this and there's a lot of like 
small streamers that stream like uh you know to a couple people and and i feel like grabbing even like those small streamers and getting them on the list is beneficial to everybody you know that's still someone that's gonna check out the game put it in front of a couple people and you know when people get on see our game and then want to watch people stream it you know there's there will be people on there for them to check out too definitely there's been a lot of kind of weighing those pros and cons and balancing what the best choosing the best folks are going to be so i've just started making list upon list so that way i can pluck out folks that i think would actually really enjoy it um it's it's really hard to tell based off of what other people are streaming and some people are like i'm really hardcore on this game and i only stream this game only play this game and that's awesome for them but it makes it a little bit lower of a chance that they're gonna pick up and start streaming something else. So kind of weeding through that kind of stuff too is is good to get done. But yeah, definitely pulling some smaller streamers because it's always, it's always gotta be nice as a smaller streamer to have anybody reach out to you and be like, hey, check out this game. Here's a free code for a cool little piece of armor or something like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've talked about it before. I don't know if I've said this like to you Brittany but like <clears throat> I streamed a game <laughs> for a long time and 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 our game is based heavily on it and I streamed it for close to four years like very regularly and I think the developers uh, there was one day where where one of the developers like said hi in my chat and that was it and and I always felt like, yeah, they definitely don't owe me anything, but they have to know I exist. Like, it's not hard to, like, get on on Twitch and look at your own game yeah. and see who is streaming it. So that's definitely something that, that I want to do, um, you know, is support those people. We'll probably set up in the Discord, like, a channel to, or a yeah a channel or a page or whatever for them to uh for us to like showcase people like that too yeah that's a great idea i feel like finding streamers can be tough because i personally i don't really use or i haven't really used uh twitch or anything to watch streamers but i know you had mentioned earlier like there's certain ones that dedicate themselves to a single game and don't seem to stream anything else and i feel like anybody who's big named in streaming that's what they tend to do is they're focused on like one genre or one single type of game and they never really branch off to anything else yeah that's definitely a thing and 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 uh my thoughts on that are yeah like you don't go for you know the the million viewer you know maybe we send an email out to them because what's it hurt you know they might check it out or say something or whatever but uh, i think going for people with you know smaller viewer accounts and stuff and helping them build their their channel as well you know because if we want to have people who dedicate their streams to dungeons of the obelisk like i think we can do some stuff to to help support them in that endeavor you know it's it's definitely going to be hard to convince you know some someone that's been playing diablo 3 for 10 years or something to like convert to our game but um you know somebody that likes diablo and streamed it to a couple people and you know they might like our game and and want to you know 
know, stream it a lot, so. Definitely, and the channel in the Discord is a good idea to kind of get streamers together. You can always share tips with each other and things like that. A little bit of streamer support. Start getting the tips and tricks going between streamers and then see overpowered setups that they end up with. And clear dungeons in two minutes with this build. <laughs> I, that's something that I'm like super anxious to see because like you know I created the the items and the stats and stuff and I kind of like tend to a certain build whenever I'm like testing or you know or trying to uh, power game or whatever <laughs> so like I'm curious what broken thing I'm not seeing that other people are gonna like pick up on and run with because like it's bound to happen that eventually leads to the time where you have to consider nerfing an item. That always hits players hard. No. Whenever I'm playing a game and I hear that they're nerfing something, I always get concerned that, like, are they going to ruin the item or just balance it? Yeah, that's definitely, like, a tricky, uh, tricky road to walk. For the most part, I think my policy is not, is going to be, like, you know, if something's broken, then we'll, we'll fix it. But, like, nerfing things for balance, like, I think our game is the kind of game that's going to have a ton of power creep. You know, every time we introduce, you know, another set of dungeons or something, it's really going to amp up the power and the combos that you can do with the previous weapons and stuff. And, uh, you know, if something's too powerful, then maybe, like, the stuff around it needs buffed instead of you know that thing being nerfed you know because we can always make tougher enemies and stuff too so that's gonna be it'll be interesting to see what happens but that's what I want to try to do anyways I feel like that might not be a bad way to go about it because I do see oftentimes in other games where something's too good uh, typically they'll bring that item down instead of bringing other items up kind of match it. It's always been interesting to see like what ways do you go about creating a game that is like equally difficult but also there's unique ways to go about it and create very powerful setups without being too overpowered that it kind of ruins the game. Yeah for sure we, but we do have Titan mode on the breach which so far has been completely unattainable for me so far so there, there's if something ends up being super broken, I wonder if it... I still don't know if it can conquer Titan. <laughs> yeah, I can say... I can beat it when I go past the player limit on your level. When I'm playing it at level 20 instead of level 10, it seems to be pretty doable. <laughs> Are you using, like, level 20 items then? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so items that aren't going to exist in the game yet. Yeah. yeah. No, there's definitely going to be a Paragon... A point like in Paragon levels where you have enough stats you can do it but yeah I'm not sure I think the way that the weapon power works you know that's probably what's helping you the most on being at level 20 or whatever yeah it definitely carries the load when you start to just multiply the damage by a massive amount <laughs> yeah yeah I was starting to wonder if like the the difficulties on the breach are too high right now I don't know I feel like it's pretty easy to like like if you can beat level 10 in the dungeons you can usually beat the breach on normal and then like getting to hard isn't too bad once you find you know quite a few you know like at least half legendaries I guess in your items which isn't isn't too hard to achieve but after that I think 
what is it after hard superior i believe so it's tough to keep track of the names of that <laughs> yeah i think it's it's normal hard superior master and titan so far like i haven't made it to superior really in in testing but i'm also like i don't test as much as i would like play it if it was actually out <laughs> like if that makes sense because like i always end up seeing something or like wanting to change or tweak something and and then like restarting to test other things and you know i never get a character to you know super high paragon because i test almost exclusively instead of play i'm thinking about adding a button that just like there's one for leveling up a paragon once but i was just want to have it that levels it up 10 times or something. Yeah, or type it in. <laughs> Level up 1,000 times. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we're getting close to uh, the end of our recording time. <laughs> so, you know, editing 30 minutes of podcast is more than I want to do. So, unless anybody has anything else they want to talk about real quick, I think we'll probably wrap this up. I'm out of exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> in that case... Thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast. And if you've made it this far and you're somehow not in our Discord, make sure you go to knobcat.com, find the link to the Discord, join us there, um, talk about the game, ask us questions, watch any like videos or anything. I think I need to do another video. I think it's been almost two months since the last one, so I think I need to make another update video. So I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Also, uh, we have our social media, so Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. That's a good place for updates as well. And I think we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.